Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Yuan Zhou, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. We'll start with a proposed rule from DOL, and Yuan's going to talk about that. Yuan? Thanks, Peter. On July 15th, the Department of Labor issued a proposed rule to implement Executive Order 14055, Non-Displacement of Qualified Workers Under Service Contracts, which requires that follow-on service contracts for the same or similar services include a non-displacement clause. Now, the non-displacement clause would require the contractor and its subcontractors to offer qualified employees under the predecessor contract a right of first refusal of employment under the successor contract, even if the successor contract is performed at a different location than the original contract. Now, the DOL's proposed rule seeks to expand upon a rule that was promulgated in 2011 during the Obama administration but was rescinded in 2020 by the prior administration. The proposed rule makes clear that it does not apply to non-service workers that are not covered by the Service Contract Act. Contracts below the simplified acquisition threshold that's currently at $250,000 and workers who are employed on federal and non-federal service contracts as part of the same job. Now, public comment on the proposed rules open until August 15th, and this is one we'll be tracking closely. Peter, back to you. Great. Thanks, Yuan. On to our next item. Uh, this relates to the transition from DUNS to UEI, or Unique Entity Identifier. On July 15th, the House Subcommittee on Government Operations sent a letter to the GSA regarding its April 4th transition from the Dun & Bradstreet Data Universal Number Systems, known as DUNS, to the unique entity identifier system known as UEI for identifying federal contractors. In the letter, the House expressed concerns that many federal contractors are, open quote, experiencing significant difficulty in migrating their existing contractor accounts into the new framework, jeopardizing their business and their ability to pay workers, close quote. The House further raised concerns that although the GSA's website indicates that entities that already had a DUNS number wouldn't need any verification before transitioning to UEI, federal contractors have been unable to complete the transition and in some cases are being removed from GSA's online system. That typically refers to SAM. The House requested GSA provide information relating to how GSA is addressing the concerns, the financial impact on entities due to the transition, and specific remedial actions that GSA is taking to deal with the actual or potential harm during the transition. And this is something that we're seeing from a lot of contractors right now. It's a big source of friction and concern. Uh, when there are problems with the UEI piece, there are downstream impacts, including SAM, cage codes, impacts to payment, contract eligibility. So certainly something that we're watching closely and working with a lot of companies on uh, at the moment. Yuan, over to you for our next item. Quick update on a GAO report. On July 12th, the GAO published a report on the quality, completeness, and accuracy of the spending data that federal agencies submit to usaspending.gov. Now, following a review of OIG reports for 57 federal agencies, the GAO concluded that most agencies submitted data of excellent, 
higher or moderate quality, but that most agencies also possess control deficiencies like data entry errors, validation and reconciliation issues. Now, to comply with the Digital Accountability and Transparency Act, or Data Act, federal agencies have to submit financial information relating to appropriations account balances, object class and program activities, and award transactional data. Now, the GAO found varying levels of data quality, ranging from excellent to lower quality across the 57 federal agencies, but almost all agencies, so 56 out of the 57, had issues with data completeness and accuracy. Now, some of these errors were attributed to third-party reporting mistakes, and the GAO also found that a significant majority of agencies had internal control deficiencies that impacted the quality of the data submissions. Now, GAO provided a list of recommendations, including for agencies to strengthen internal controls for the data submission process, to revise data quality plans, provide additional training, and to maintain better documentation. Peter? Great. Now on to an interesting court decision about suspension and debarment. On July 8th, the District Court for the Eastern District of New York granted Precision Metals motion for a temporary restraining order against DOD preventing DOD from debarring precision from receiving federal contracts. The court deferred ruling on the motion for preliminary injunction pending further briefing. Precision, which is an SDVOSB, has been involved in 87 million in DOD contracts and subcontracts over its 35 year history. And according to the complaint, 99% of its 7 million annual revenue is derived from federal procurement. In April, 2021, DLA, issued a notice of proposed debarment against precision due to late deliveries. Although the applicable regulations for DLA require an in-person meeting before the issuance of a debarment on April 21st, 2022, DLA issued a final debarment decision, thus prohibiting precision from bidding on or receiving federal contracts without having provided precision with that required in-person meeting. Precision filed this complaint alleging that DLA violated the Administrative Procedures Act by not providing an in-person meeting and requested TRO and preliminary injunction. In granting Precision's TRO, the court found that Precision showed a likelihood of success on the merits of both legal challenges and irreparable harm based on Precision's almost complete reliance on government contracts for its source of revenue. The court vacated DLA's debarment decision and enjoined any further debarment proceedings against precision for the duration of the court proceedings. So that's an interesting, somewhat rare uh, suspension debarment decision. And obviously there are gonna be more proceedings there, but one to watch. And with that, we will close out for this edition. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes brought to you by Kroll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions, I can be reached at 202-624-2807 and Yuan can be reached at 202-624-2666. Thanks for joining. The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mori LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. podcast.